Suicide is a tough topic, but the Washington County Reach for Hope Suicide Prevention Coalition wants you to know that there is always hope. We are a caring community reaching out to provide compassion and hope for a community free of suicide. In the next half hour, we'll talk with community partners to identify risk factors, raise awareness, and discuss prevention strategies. Hello, and thanks for joining us for another edition of Reach for Hope. I'm Melissa Anderson. You know, with many feelings being uncertain these days in our world, it's not a wonder that our youth are struggling in taking it all in. With us today to talk about support offered through the schools is Lucky Jamison, president of the Hope Squad at Desert Hills High School, and co-president Brinley Hartzorn, as well as Hallie Brinkerhoff to my right, who is also on the Leadership Council. Welcome to all of you girls today. Thanks for joining us. Me. Thanks for having Thank us. You. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, now, for those uh, who don't know what Hope Squad is, uh, Lucky, tell us about what it is. You're the president this year and, and what you do. Okay, so Hope Squad is actually a national organization. So any school that wants to have a Hope Squad chapter can totally do that. It's super easy to join up. You just need a teacher to th- be willing to be an advisor for you um, and students that are willing to be peer mentors. Um, Basically, the mission of Hope Squad is to prevent youth suicide through peer mentor and peer intervention. So we're basically here for all the students at our school who are struggling with um, suicidal thoughts or even just the regular stresses of high school. Um, We're here to hopefully help ease that and make them feel like they belong. So how long have you had a Hope Squad at Desert Hills High, do you know? Um, It's been off and on the past couple of years, but within the past two years, it's been more, two or three years, it's been more like we've kept it up more. And we've actually gotten a new um, advisor in the past three years, Patty Richardson. Shout out to her. She's amazing. She is such such a great leader. She definitely has a lot of hope for the future for our students. And she definitely pushes us to be the best that we can. So I'm really appreciative of her. And are there other schools that have Hope Squads that you know of? Yeah, for sure. Um, Actually, at the beginning of the first semester of school, we go to a region-wide conference where we get to meet with other schools and their Hope Squad advisors and leaders and the members of their Hope Squads, and we get to kind of bounce ideas off of each other. So it's really cool. And Brindley, you are her co-president or co-chair. Tell me about how many members then are on your team. So we have a little over 30 members of our team and... Yeah, they're <laughs> and and how do they become involved? They just reach out to somebody who's on Hope Squad or reaches out to one of the presidents or um, the vice presidents or just anybody of the leadership council or the advisor or anything like that. They just reach out and they can sign up and we add them to the group and stuff. Yeah, and so why did you sign up? I signed up to be able to help people because I really love helping people and I feel like it helps me grow more and learn more about it and be able to help those that do have suicidal thoughts or are struggling really bad with their mental health because I've been there and I really just want to like be able to help others. So you have been there. You can relate then. Yeah. Yeah. Can I add something to that? Sure. I think that sometimes when people are here about, you know, we're having people join Hope Squad, join up, um, they think that you have to be a super happy, optimistic person to help all the other people who are stressed out. But I think I can speak personally, and for a majority of the people on our council, we've all also had very real struggles. And so that's why it's almost easier for us to connect to the students that are struggling. So I would urge anybody who's even thinking about it and is struggling, please join, because it might help you out as much as you are able to help someone else. That's a really true statement. That's probably why I'm sitting here today. (laughs) I've I've come across a lot of people who have struggled in their lives, including my own family members. 
and I've even struggled with uh, mental challenges myself. And I think that the more support you get and the more that you put it out there and break that stigma, the better off you are. So thank you for all for for doing that and for being there. Now, Hallie, tell us your role in Hope Squad and how long have you been involved? So my role this year, I was on the activities committee, so I helped plan some of our activities throughout the year, like lunch activities, and we had our big Hope Week that we do annually. And I have been on Hope Squad all three years of high school, and I've loved it. This year is my first year on the presidency, and it's been a really cool experience. These girls are awesome. Everyone on our leadership council works so hard, and we get this stuff done, and it's awesome. So. Um, and lucky, we all know that stresses can lead to life, depression, anxiety, and feelings of suicide. We just talked about that. But tell us how this can be turned around by using you guys as peer mentors uh, to create a sense of caring. Yeah. So as Brinley mentioned, we have a little over 30 people in our squad. And between those 30 people, we reach almost every demographic across the school, whether that's sports or fine arts or different clubs and other things like that. And so it's really awesome because we're able to reach every single student in our school. I feel like we have a member of Hope Squad on there that is able to reach every clique or group and kind of cross those social boundaries in our high school. Um, So it's really awesome because I think that sometimes students have a harder time opening up to teachers and adults because it's easier to connect with somebody who's going through those same stresses and struggles in your life at that moment, especially when it comes to high school and the stresses that come with that. And so I think that having that vast outreach, and we also work with um, the student council, there's many of us that are on student council that work with them, and having that vast outreach towards everyone in school kind of creates this community where we all feel like we belong and we all feel like we can open up to one another. And I've noticed that even just in the past two years when we started to get the program up and running again, it's just been a big difference in the overall, like, overall environment of our school. Yeah, and it kind of cuts down on that peer pressure, too, to put everybody on the same page and saying, okay, we're all alike. Come on, let's do this together, right? Sure. Yeah, and Brinley, um, now, Hallie just talked about the Hope Squad mm-hmm. events. Tell me a little bit about that, and, and how do you how does Hope Squad, through these events, make people feel welcome? So one of our main events is Hope, is Hope Week, and so we dedicate a whole week to the Hope Squad and to reaching out to kids, like our whole school and all our all of the all of our peers and students that go to our school and we do lunchtime activities and we really encourage all the students to participate in them so they can feel involved and feel included in everything and yeah so that's just one of like our main event main things that we do Mm-hmm. And I understand you're Miss St. George. Yes. <laughs> Tell me about that and how that has given you the confidence to help other students. So I before I did my St. George, I still kind of am, but I get really shy in front of people, talking in front of people. So if that's why I'm nervous, that's why. But um, I have been able to talk to more people and be able to like be more outgoing and more able to go up to people and talk to them without them, without knowing who they are, them knowing me. I've been able to communicate with them better. I just have grown through all of that, and I can talk to them really easily now. Yeah, so it's kind of been really good for you in, mm-hmm. in growth and and creates a kind of a challenge that you're ready to go for. Yeah. <laughs> Great to hear. Uh, now, Hallie, uh, do these types of events then that you talked about, the Hope Week, make a difference in students f- who might feel left out? I mean, how do you reach out to them? Maybe they don't want to participate in the things you're doing at noon. Yeah, we did have like we did have to kind of overcome that 
like struggle with the Hope Week, like getting participation. But the kids who did come to like our lunch activities during the weekend, like our speakers and assemblies, we definitely noticed that people just felt inspired when they left our events and the things that we put together for them. Like at our lunch activities, kids that don't usually participate in lunch activities will just walk up and start like painting a poster or writing on our clothespins, just like the little things that we do. And also our assembly that we had, we, like everyone goes to the assemblies anyway. So it was good to have everyone there and participating and listening to the speaker so that's awesome and and lucky you know i want to talk a little bit about groups you you mentioned you know to to include everybody so inclusion is a big thing but uh, uh, one thing we hear that's a high risk group in suicide uh, especially among teens is the lgbtq plus community um students these students are at a, a much higher risk because they do feel left out they don't uh, feel wanted or needed or something in their community. How do you work towards keeping their community involved and making sure that no matter how they feel or who they are, that they are included? Yeah. So, um, like I said earlier, the mission of Hope Squad is to reduce youth suicide um, through peer mentoring. And I think that it's really important to remember, and we don't really have a problem with this on our Hope Squad, is remembering that every single person is a human being and deserves respect and love. And so we don't really let, on Hope Squad, we don't really let those boundaries, whether it be sexual orientation or religious beliefs or political preferences or whatever it may be, we don't let those get in the way of us showing the love and kindness that each person deserves. And I also think, especially at Desert Hills, um, we actually just changed our mission statement to um, the Thunder family is committed to student learning and ensuring that every student knows they belong. And I think that that has made a huge difference in the environment at school, not even just with Hope Squad interventions, but even just everyone else, you know, uh, you don't have to be on Hope Squad to reach out. And I think that the influence of both the mission statement and our Hope Squad members showing kindness, regardless of um, differences or anything like that or divides, um, is really, really important. So I would just urge anyone who is on Hope Squad or not or just wants to reach out and help out, uh, just ignore and don't don't take into account those, those minuscule things that don't define someone as a person. Um, look at their character and show them love and grace because that's what we all deserve. And sometimes the people that feel like outsiders need it a little bit more than everyone else too. So please don't ignore those that may feel like outsiders because they're the ones that you really need to reach out to. That's right. And they're the ones that might not reach out unless if they're reached out to. And that's what this is all about, Reach for Hope. Um, Brinley, uh, we know that resilience plays a big role in how you deal with things, how you cope with things. Uh, tell us a little bit about you know, what you'd say to someone who might be struggling. I would tell them that there are people out there that want to help them and that care about them and that they are important and they are needed in this world and there is always going to be at least one person, probably more, that really do care for you and love you and need you in their life because they might also be struggling and they might need you to lift them up or you just, you never know. But there's always somebody out there that needs you and that cares about you and loves you. What kind of coping skills then might we look at to to try to accomplish this resilience? I love being outside. Whenever I'm stressed out, I love getting like the sun and just being in nature and being able to just like take a walk outside or get some exercise to kind of let off some steam. But I really think that taking care of your physical health is really important for also taking care of your mental health because 
if you are doing those things and you get like all the things you need from the sun and being outside and in nature and it's just really good. <laughs> That's some really good advice. Can I add something to that? Yeah, sure. Um, personally for me, and this is kind of the reason, one of the reasons I'm on Hope Squad, um, with my own struggles, I feel like I am able to overcome them when I help other people. Service for me is like the biggest thing. And so I think that it's important to recognize that everybody has their different thing. I would urge everyone to find what their thing is, how they cope, um, and work on that and make it a hobby because if we can't help ourselves, we can't help everyone else. That's true. Hallie, do you have any coping skills? Any coping skills? I think something <laughs> that I have to be mindful of is because I just feel like I'm going from one thing to the next all the time, just super busy. I am kind of a busybody anyway, so it makes my life. I just complicate my life sometimes. <laughs> but some of my coping mechanisms is I just need to take time to be be still, like take some time to just be with myself or with my loved ones and to just be present. Like I'm really been trying to focus on being present. And I think that's a good coping mechanism to kind of realize like the beauty all around you and like what Brindley was saying, like taking some time outside and just enjoying the small little things that make your life so wonderful and make it worth living. Take a deep breath, breathe back out, know that you're, you are alive and put the phone down. Right? Yeah. Oh, yes. for real. Seriously. Please. It makes such a big difference. Yeah, I imagine that is a big issue uh, amongst people that are so far stuck in their phone that they they don't know there's anybody to the left or the right of them. Yeah, I think that's why maybe our lunch activities make such an impact. That's not the only thing we do, but I think that that's one of the things that makes such an impact is we get students off their cell phones and we get them talking to other students and you know engaging in social interactions and making friends. Yeah, and I no doubt you guys have heard and been through the QPR training. Is that correct? Of course, yeah. Yeah. So, Hallie, tell me um, what that means, what it is. I'm testing you now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, how do you think that might make a difference in, in helping young people's lives or anyone's lives? Yeah. So the QPR stands for Question, Persuade, and Refer. Is that correct? Yes. Did I pass? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so for the question process, if you are seeing someone that you think might be struggling, if it's obvious on the outside or if you know them individually and just know some hard struggles that they're going through, just go to them, ask them how they're doing, just like basic questions, checking in with them and seeing how they're doing. And then if they start like bringing up some concerns that make you concerned about them, like some any sort of like depression or anxiety and severe levels of that or even like to the point of suicidal thoughts, then that's when you want to talk to them and just tell them about like talk to them through the like Hope Squad training that we've gone through and asking about like, would you like me to refer you to someone? Do you want to like talk about it with me or talk about it with an advisor or like a psychologist? Kind of just give them options and also work with them, like always be by their side through every step and know that they're never alone. And then the referring process is if they want to go farther with a psychologist or someone in a professional training, then you refer them and get them over there. Have so. you ever had to do that? Fortunately, I have not had to do that and I'm so grateful, but I have had like discussions with people in the question and persuade processes and it's sometimes it's not easy talking to people about those things because it's not something that's very comfortable or something that usually has just a simple answer. It's usually a complex, complicated answer. And so I think that 
yeah, I'm grateful to not have to refer anyone, but I know maybe they have. Do you guys want to tell about any stories? I haven't. I have, yeah. Um, I won't go into the details of it, but I think that it's super important to remember, as Hallie said, it's going to be uncomfortable, but at the end of the day, it's would you rather have a friend that's mad at you or a friend that's passed away? Um, And that's kind of what's got me through it every single time. Um, And I've even had friends who we've gotten all the way through QP and we're at R and I'm saying, I think that you really need the help. Like, I'll, I'll be here for you. Like, I really care about you. And that's why we need to get this help for you. And then they refuse the help. And so I'll have to be like, we have been told that even if they refuse the help, but if it's serious enough, we need to go get help. Um, and so I've had a couple of instances where I've had to go get help for friends and it's taken them months to even want to talk to me again, but I'm back now and I have some of those friends are like my best friends now, you know, and they're like, I'm sorry I didn't see it then, but I really appreciate it. Like you, you have saved my life or you've saved me from this certain thing. And I think that it's important to recognize, yeah, like they say, would you rather have a friend that's mad at you or a friend that's passed away? And at the end of the day, obviously a friend that's mad at you, right? Yeah. And to ask that question, are you thinking about taking your life? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a difficult one. It's it's very difficult. It's, it is very difficult. We actually on Hope Squad, we have like a list of questions that sometimes if you want to start off a little more nonchalant, we'll say, um, we have more indirect questions um, like, are you kind of feeling like there's no place for you here anymore or like, you know, but we won't, we don't want to ask leading questions. Um, and but if they're kind of dodging the questions, it's important to to put your foot down and say, are you thinking of taking your life? Because I care about you enough to ask. And if you are, we need to get you the help that you deserve because I love you too much to let this happen to you. And even ask them if they have a plan. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Be- because then that means that they've thought it out. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's a very s- That's when severe... you get into the danger zone for sure. Right. Right. Well, I appreciate the fact that you saved a couple of people's lives. Um, did you ever refer anybody to the apps that are out there? And, and you know about the new 988 number, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So we actually, at our Hope Squad night, we were giving stickers away. Well, we weren't, but there was a club giving stickers away um, with the 988 number. Um, and yes, we have many um, posters across our school with the Safe Utah QR code, so you can download the app. And every time we have a lunch activity, we hand out Safe UT cards and encourage students to download it. Even if you're not struggling, um, there's a friend that's struggling, and you can always refer them, and they can always get help. And it also works for bullying as well. Um, so it's kind of all around. It's a really helpful app. So I would encourage anybody who's in high school um, or even past that, that doesn't have the app to get it because you never know when you will need it. And there's also the Live On campaign has put out something on Instagram, and I haven't gone to that because I don't do Instagram because <laughs> I'm an old generation. <laughs> but uh, there's there's a test and there's things that you can do on there, and there's even apps for plans of making a plan for yourself of what you're going to do, how you're going to react if if you feel like you're ready to, to take harm on your own self. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of those? Have you known of anybody that's used them? Um, I've heard of them. I don't personally know anybody who's used them, but I think that they're a great resource and to anybody who's struggling. There's resources out there for you, and I just urge you, please, please reach out for those resources because they're more than willing. We're here for a reason, you know? 
That's right. Hey, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> the Safe UT app is another one, and I know that th- there's people that have used that too. They've changed their color now. I think it's blue on there, but mm-hmm. it's a really good idea to know what, what the resources are, and I'm sure you share those to the students in the school. Sorry, uh, if I could add on to that, yeah, to the Safe UT app. If So we also like refer for suicidal, any sort of depression or anxiety, but also for kids who are in abusive circumstances at home or at school, if there's any sort of abuse, go straight to the app and they get police there as fast as they can. They've talked about, we had a assembly and the guy was talking about the safe UT and he said that they have been able to get police to every single referral through safe UT. So that's great. That's really good advice too. I mean, Anything that you can do to help someone makes you feel good, right? I mean, Seriously. Yeah, that's, that's why we're here. Like you said, that's the whole purpose we're here in life is to help someone else and ourselves, too. But mm-hmm. we, we are here to do that. Um, really quickly, then, I want to talk to Brinley here. Um, what advice, then, do you have? You said you struggled mm-hmm. um, for other teens who may be struggling with problems day to day. You talked about going for a walk, but what other things can can we do to maybe not make that top of mind and know that tomorrow's going to be another day. Just honestly, at first I would just be there for them. And if they don't want to talk about it, then they don't want to talk about it right then. But I would encourage them to, when they're ready to talk, to talk about it, to come to me and I'll be there for them and I'll try to help them in the best ways I can, but also to just be able to, um, sorry, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. My brain. Um, just being able to, to know that there's somebody there for you and that they're and I, I can be that person and I can be there for you and I can listen to you and I can talk to you and I can help you in any way that you need and to also just like I said go outside just get your physical health good so that your mental health can be good because that's where I struggled too is like my physical health was not very good and so it just made my mental health plummet because I was stressed and I had anxiety and it's just a bunch of different things that I was struggling with and so just making sure that i my physical health is good, really, really helped with my mental health. Well, I guess it's better than playing video games or watching <laughs> Netflix, right? Yeah, I mean, true. I mean, I don't know what you guys do, but that's what I do. I just yeah. kind of <laughs> shut myself in a hole and go, okay, I'm going to pout for a while. Uh, but then I come back out of it. Yeah. But you got to realize that you're here for a reason. And yeah. um, any advice, Lucky, in regards to uh, students who may be struggling um, to, to just get out of their shell, it's really hard to reach out. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, all of us that are on Hope Squad are Hope Squad for a reason. Um, and I also think that everyone has had their own personal struggles. So I feel like everybody's kind of got at least one person that they feel comfortable going to, whether it's a peer or a sibling or a parent or a teacher or whatever it is. Um, please reach out to those people. Uh, at the end of the day, we all just want to be good people and making helping other people makes us feel good. So you're not a burden to us. If anything, you're helping us because when I help somebody else, I feel so much better about myself and their their mental health goes better, my mental health goes better. So don't think that you're a burden on anyone when you ask for help because you're not. In the end, you both are getting helped by this experience. Yeah. And Hallie, do you have any last thoughts for those students or peers out there that might be struggling and need some 
kick in the butt. (laughs) (laughs) I really just wanted to second Lucky on everything that she said. Like, don't be afraid to reach out. And what she said, actually, like, I needed to hear that. So everyone needs help. Like, everybody just has things that they're dealing with. And you're not the only one who feels alone or feels stressed or doesn't have everything together. I just want people to know that, that you're not the only one and you don't have to stay there. Like, there's so much hope for you and there's so much hope for your future too and there's every reason to be optimistic about it right so what are you going to be when you grow up what am I going to be? Yeah. Um, that is still a decision to be made. I <laughs> I thought about being a teacher or going into business. So There you go. Well, see, that's kind of the things that you're thinking about in your in your teen life is what am I going to do when I get out of school? Oh no. Those everyday thoughts and decisions of having to make decisions on things are just what happens to you when you go from your teen years up and to turn into an adult and go out on your own. So you're never alone, but always remember you've got your parents there. If you don't have your parents, you have friends, you have somebody that you can turn to. So, you know, great advice from you girls today. I'm just so impressed because I don't know that I could do what you're doing right now back in when I was in school. So thank you so much for everything that you do. And um, I just appreciate your candidness and 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 the stick-to-itiveness and your your confidence levels because I think that that actually is part of the problem when you're struggling with problems is to think okay everybody's going through it but we all have to deal with uh, with problems in life we just have to figure out how to do that and how to bring people together and and go okay I'm not alone and we can do this and I find that one person that's out there that will will help you and you girls are just so brave to even go out there. Any advice or comments to the future Reach for Hopers <laughs> on the Hope Squad and how they might, um, you know, feel a part of your team? I would just say that everyone belongs. It doesn't matter where you're from or who you are, what your history is or what your future is. Everyone belongs. All right. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And thanks to all of you for listening today. And like she said, reach out. Uh, we can truly make a difference if we if we try. So thanks for watching. And if you know someone who's struggling, um, tell them to call 988 or reach for hope. The Reach for Hope Coalition wants you to know that we care about you and we are here to help. If you or someone you know is thinking about suicide, reach out. You're not alone. To access resources for yourself or others, visit our webpage at reachforhopeutah.org. That's reach, the number four, hopeutah.org. If you are experiencing a crisis, please call or text the Suicide Crisis Lifeline at 988 because you matter and there is always hope. This has been a production from a podcast studio.